2: Oh, what's
3: going on everybody? Welcome to episode 650 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host Christian Piles, joined by the trifecta of Oliver the Bear of Stone, Stephen Kyle Brackey, and Ben Funky Askrin. Coming at you oh. on a Thursday, Recruiting Class Rankings Thursday, as we've been calling it for years. Um, okay. it, it's today. It's finally here. We have the 2021 Recruiting Class Rankings. Excited to talk about that. I let out a, uh, an accidental burp before, and Kyle was is mad at me. He said, I did not like that. So oh, there was no, it was nothing accidental no, al- Allow me to publicly uh, apologize. it.
2: Allow
1: me to apologize. It
4: was very loud in and my it, ear. I wasn't project- ready for it. Yeah, that's
1: it. I had to, I don't like those noises. And it, we have the earphone, so it's like you're burping. You're Like out. directly yeah. into it. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Amen. That's it why really I'm really
3: taking good. this time to publicly apologize, not just for you, but in front of uh, America and um, the world.
1: You know? Like every good coach knows, criticize privately, praise publicly
3: apologize <laughs> national uh, right Ben?
1: apologize right, ben, that's a good one
4: never
3: apologize never yes that's leadership 101 uh, okay so I have there's like 50 different things we can do that are gonna be fun with recruiting class so rankings because I want to like go back and look at like 2017 recruiting class rankings oh. and see how those guys have have uh, how those different classes have panned out etc cetera, et cetera. so this could be fun i'm um, going through 2020
2: and it's already fun christian because it's like some of these guys are already uh, for example currently i'm on number 20 uh, number 16 in michigan and your number 22 overall recruit gage garcia is already transferring so they're not going to get even one match out of him
3: not even a match so they can get blowed up quick so let's look at the 2021 recruiting class rankings cool You can look at them in full, we are not going to read it to you. Um, We would not want to um, deprive you of that opportunity. But the number one, it was really, I I think the decision for who should be the number one class is really, really tough, and it's really, really close. And I think you could kind of go either way with it. But our man, J.D. Rader, has uh, spoken. And he said, Penn State, number one, Arizona State, number two. And I think we should uh, just look at these classes. I'm I'm curious for Ben's thought and the kind of the overall team's perspective on the recruiting class rankings for for 2021.
2: Yeah, I would say. I mean, this this is typical Penn State. It's uh, not a lot of volume. They only have a few guys, and I you know, I think obviously it's played out well for them. I also think it's kind of a dangerous strategy because you know you you only have really four guys here if two of the good ones don't pan out, then you know, you're not going to get a whole lot out of that class. And if we look back to their 2020 class, um, right, Austin Boone, who was the number yeah, who knows? I don't know if he was gonna start, but he was the number 34 overall. Um, right? He's already in the transfer portal. Man, that's high. So, yeah so I mean you know when you when you do small classes you have that possibility whereas if you go down somewhere like and this is again more typical of what they do number four NC State I I really like their class they have nine guys um you know I've been high on Derek Fields he just had a really good UWW juniors they got the three New York guys like we talked about yesterday um and even like one of their unranked guys Brent Whitaker he's pretty scrappy so you know when you get nine guys um and, and again so i, I think uh Pat pop's strategies worked out for him and i think kale's strategy worked out for him and it's kind of we see this strategy out of them almost every single year um so i guess to each their own you got to kind of pick which one you want
3: yes yeah, so when you look at the penn state versus Arizona state which is where i think we should start penn state's class facundo number two overall uh shane van ness number four overall number 29 gary steen and then uh, Lucas Chakran, and then uh, versus Arizona State of Richie Figueroa, number one, number eight, Kyle Valencia, 77, Carter Dibert, 79, Ramon Ramos, and 96, Max Wilner. So with Arizona Arizona State, they have more big border guys in the number one overall. But what's, what's interesting, or what's maybe as we look to differentiate, with Richie Figueroa, I think we're all super high on him, but, if you look at lineup synergy, it's it's sort of a question what happens with him at 125 and 133. Not that there's a question if he will start, although I think with Courtney having two years left and Mikhail McGee having two years left, ideally you redshirt Richie this year. But then what happens next year? I don't see those guys moving up or changing weights necessarily. I think <laughs> Richie is a 25-pounder. I think Brandon Courtney is a 25-pounder. So just it's just – I think, and, you know, we've we've been trying to get a little clarification on the plan. Couldn't get exact clarity on what they're doing. But it does sound like there is a plan in place to make sure no one's on the bench at any point in time. But I don't see the clear path to how they do that um, yes. through red shirts, et cetera. So I think that sort of lineup disruption is that Richie is maybe going to take someone out of their ideal weight or take an All-American out of the lineup. You don't get that um, – the full weight of the the impact of that recruit whereas if they he goes into a weight where they have a real need at say I don't know like 49 or 84 then it's a little different yeah.
2: whereas and that'd be four, 48 to 40 he might be starting next year if he's the number one overall pound for pound recruit precisely precisely yeah.
3: whereas Facundo was going into a uh, if he's a 65 which I I think he is at least for a, a little while he slots in perfectly for for penn state
2: yeah he might i think he is permanently he, he hasn't really grown in exactly in quite a while i mean i want to say he's a 145 pound freshman so i thought he was a 52 even um and you really you could be, you could be right but i i think you're close. Right. we're both small. close yes yeah he was so a right man. in there somewhere and maybe i'm thinking of his eighth grade year when he was a cadet maybe that's what i'm thinking of um but e- either way um he's in there really really close you know hasn't grown too much um kind of maybe wrestled 170 a couple times this year but he's a 160 pounder um he'll be a 65 this you know his I think really his whole career um and now especially with the Max Dean Aaron Brooks situation no one's moving up there yeah he was I, a one because you're gonna he, have sorry ahead, Staroke, you're gonna have Staraki Brooks Dean and Beard all occupying those 74 through 97 weight classes. No, nobody's moving up.
3: It seems unlikely that that would happen. Uh, Facundo, Brecky. F-
4: yeah, 52-pounder as a freshman. You know who he beat in the state finals? Who? Cam Amin.
3: Ooh, wow! Well, that's a good win right there. Two beasts.
4: Amin was a junior at the time.
3: Man, that's really legit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. Imagine being a freshman and you'd be like, yeah, I'll go Cam Amin's weight and...
2: Him I, as a didn't he win fargo and then maybe, maybe it was fargo as an eighth grader so it would have been the year previous to that um i think he as a 145 okay mean. i i do believe you so all right
3: so facundo we see the path for him to start it's perfect 65 makes tons of sense whether he goes and whether he goes right away or red shirts and then goes is um you know they, he still fits there right they're gonna have a, they yeah. don't have a long-term 65 solution that that's gonna meet penn state's needs right yeah. S- similarly shane van ness
2: who we well, have I disagree on this one
3: uh as what his projected weight or that he's correct projected weight i think he's a 49 personally
2: okay cool i mean so i you guys got 57 on here also and then with with nick lee and Bo bartlett um yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a year or two until he starts.
3: You know, think of someone like, uh, and this maybe not be the best example because we just watched Shane Van Ness wrestle at like 138, but, <coughs> but Chenzo was a, he was like a 49-57 type of recruit when he came out. I think his, I forget which year. He, he couldn't stop eating though, right? Because didn't he miss weight like three times in a row? No, that was your that's, joke. That's, you guys that's had a running that's an joke. Exaggeration. Well, he missed weight at the scuffle.
4: Was one time, yeah. One
3: time. How much times. weight though? It was a lot. He wasn't. He was not close. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure he won 45 as a senior in uh, at PA State. Is that the way he beat Uh um, Sounds about right. Br- Bracky's looking up. So, but then he he grew, and I'm not saying Shane Van Ness is going to grow like Vincenzo or not, but just saying there there are many examples of guys that sure. kind of shoot up in that first or second year. But I think he's a 49. I think he fits perfectly at at 149 into Penn State's lineup. I think Bo Bartlett kind of showed he's a 41 with Mm -hmm. – certainly he could grow. But I think the plan would probably be for Bo to redshirt next year and then be the 41 the year after that with Shane redshirting this year and being the 49 after that. Or going 49 right away. Who knows? Either way, those two guys fit perfectly. And I think – I, I always, when I think about recruiting class rankings, you kind of know who the, the point scores are, and you got to do it based on what's, what's proven. And the high end guys are the ones you can most reliably count on. Yes. So I th- that's why I think Penn State at number one is the right call, just because I think the starting synergy with Facundo and Van Ness versus uh, Kyle and Figueroa just makes more sense, even though I don't think Kyle's going to have any issues starting. Um, so, yeah, that's why I think. And then you've got someone like Gary Steen who he could go right away next year if if, uh, yeah. if, if Howard redshirts. Now, that – it is uh, – I, I know it's maybe out there that he's for sure redshirting. It is not a for sure thing. That decision has not been made, and that's a fact. So um, we'll see what happens with 125 for, for Penn State. Steen's going to provide some depth there. I don't think he is an instant impact kind of guy. Yeah. Um, for, for 125, I think he's going to take a little time to be like a, an All-American contender, which is a very reasonable expectation for someone as good as Gary with his credentials. But he's not going to come in right away and uh, have an instant impact. I don't I don't believe, although he could be an NCAA qualifier type of guy.
4: Yeah. Vincenzo Joseph, 152-pounder yeah, as a yeah. senior. Uh, check out this bracket. He beat Josh Maruka in the finals, Caleb Young in the semis. But also in the bracket um, was Mikey Labriola. Ethan Smith and Nino Bonacorsi.
2: Damn. Oh bracket. my gosh. Yeah. Um, the bracket's lit. And the other thing with Chenzo that they probably quickly realized was they had Zane at 49 and they had Jason Nolf at 157. So he might as well just stuff his face and, and get all the way up to 165, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. Okay, exactly. so that's uh further thoughts on uh, on the recruiting class rankings here.
2: Um no I think uh I, I I agree with those. I obviously said like uh number 4 NC State i like them and you got to look at what they're bringing in. Uh Iowa's got a solid class, but isn't doesn't Iowa have I guess my pushback is Iowa's class, everyone thinks I hate Iowa. Uh of course. But don't they have a couple other 125s in in the stable after Spencer? So obviously mean, Spencer's one more year. Aren't there a few other good ones there right now?
3: I don't I mean they have Jesse Ibarra, which
2: I don't know Jesse if he's Ibarra, a, okay. I don't ones. know if he's a
3: twenty five or a
2: thirty-three. I think that's that's certainly a question. Well, let me look. You know what? I got the twenty I got the twenty twenty recruiting class rankings up. Let me see what Iowa had. So he's also thirty three on the roster. And so is and so is Colin Street. Shriever. Colin was listed as a one thirty three yes. as well. And listen, I, I
3: think when I look at Iowa, twenty five of the future. I think it's going to be Drake. I think he's going to. Yeah. I think he'll redshirt next year. Spencer will win his fourth, and then Drake will come in, and I think he's going to be a force that very first year for Iowa at 125. And I think Ibarra and Trever will have to figure it out at 33. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know, thing with Colin, his frame could he be <coughs> a could he be a 41 eventually? I don't know. Yeah. He's still wrestling pretty light.
4: Yeah, he wrestled 33. He wrestled three matches at 33 this year. I think he wrestled. 61 Mm -hmm. uh recently uh yes and and the kind of the interesting one here is wyatt henson yes what would he do because i thought i did i look back i did their recruiting depth chart type thing last year and i had him protected as like a 49 and i think he wrestled pennsylvania at 45 this year but then went down to 61 kilos
3: yeah i i still i think he's a 41 and i think for their lineup that that is a weight that makes sense for him yeah, it makes i would sense. be i would be surprised i don't i don't understand if he would try to make 33 and be their 33 solution i think they probably talk him out of that and say hey let's and ibarra figure this out you go 41 although i don't know it is
2: the other guy I was thinking of was was Cashman, which he was a Cadet World team member for a year. But I, I just I guess he hasn't made much progress, or he's you know are we counting him out? What do we think about him?
3: Well, I think that that was his main credential as a um, and, and you know when he was a when he made that team, it was it was kind of a, su- a surprise. He was a, yeah, very much a, he he beat uh, some really good guys to make that team. But then beyond that, I don't think he's had the. Had the results, so I think yeah, he's he's a good guy, a, a good wrestler. But I think for the Iowa standard lightweights, I don't see him ever being the guy they enter at conferences, yeah. barring barring an injury or a major change of plans. Got I would it. I wouldn't be surprised if Drake Ayala could beat him um, right now. B- right now,
4: yeah, he's he's just not on that level. You know, he's 15, 10 in college. Most of them are against non D one guys. But like the times he's wrestled non D one guys, lost Pat Glory, got pinned by Liam Cronin. Osopo has got tagged by Schroeder last year. Um, yeah, just not on that level yet.
3: Yeah, got it. So yeah, they they have depth uh, as always down there, but I think the the dust is settling a little bit, and you're kind of seeing the landscape, and it, it looks like Drake, and then 33 will be crowded, um, which is nothing new for for Iowa, and then 41. My my thought is, what's Iowa's long-term plan at 49?
2: Is it Ratchy? Ratchy. Is that really how you say his name, Ratchi. Yeah. Ratchy. There's, I see an N there. They're, they're just ignoring some letters. That's just. Okay.
4: He's I really good. thought he yeah. was, he's been on fire. He's, he's bracky
1: been... trained. Two of these guys are bracky trained. A lot of <laughs> oh people don't God. realize. <laughs> what? He was in the corner. Not
3: in the corner. He, <laughs> no, he's a training. He's a huge training partner for these guys. Yeah, he fun. came in, he put on a gut wrench clinic. <laughs> yeah they were like 13 pounders then maybe doesn't matter
4: drake was small drake was, oh, drake those was were small. the
3: kids that you were nonstop gutting when you were wrestling with them <laughs> drake was drake was or, uh Bracky was like grabbing his own shoulders. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
4: drake was really small yeah um i was i'll tell you what you get tired wrestling him though
1: <laughs> he's yeah. got a, he uh gassed you from bottom you get
4: tired wrestling a hundred pounder brecky Listen. Ben, I don't wrestle anymore, and then Fellers was just well, like, he's hey. he's only 100 pounds. He was he over was 100 He was more pounds. than 100 pounds. He yeah. played
3: 120 or so at that he point. He
4: was like, get out there. And then I'm just, so I don't wrestle at all. And then I'm doing a full, like, seabowl practice with Dre Kayala. Yeah. <laughs> I got tired. It's, it's still tiring. He one wrestler. Breastfeed. I don't wrestle anymore, Ben. Like it's no, not Ben's like got I'm... a point.
1: What you once did in the past will hold true for the rest of your athletic <laughs> yeah. career. Yeah. no, well, no I you mean you
2: should there. just be sharp enough to like, all right, you know, tell him like, well, you just keep shooting singles, I'll just keep sprawling on you, or you know, when it's a hand fight, you just hold their wrists. Like, there's all kinds of tactics. How do you know he's about get, that hand fighting getting,
4: trick, dude? He was getting ready for Fargo. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna pull some tricks on him. I was trying to keep up with him. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, but I thought because we ratchet ratchet was at one of those oklahoma camps remember last mm-hmm. summer and he was really big he was like probably 165 then uh,
3: uh, he was having some of that oklahoma beef
4: yeah so and he he does play football too or did so i think he was like just you know bulked up in the off season um but then he went down and wrestled this season at 45 and he's been on fire recently um so maybe he won't be. I kind of thought he'd be the answer at fifty-seven, but I'm not sure he'll be that.
3: That's the that's the weight I'm most. If you're an Iowa fan, I think you're the most concerned about what's their fifty-seven plan long term, um, because Young will be gone after this year, and then I'm not sure what happens. Is does Brett Lee or Ratchy go up there? Um, beyond that, is it an Axmere type of guy? I don't I don't know.
4: Not, Spey is telling us it's Rachi. Okay. Whatever. Spey, Rachi.
3: Know. Spey also calls it Yash Yashardo and Budapest and- uh, Well, that's how it's pronounced. Zilkovsky. Okay, extra. Like, get Ollie. out
2: of here. You're off the show. Yeah, beat it. Um, beat hey, them. so I thought you guys did this, but I just got a text from someone who wants you to- Why they want you to add um, transfers into the recruiting class no. rings. I thought you guys no. did that. <clears throat> no.
3: You never did that? maybe it's happened but
4: yeah willie might have been doing it when he was here but i don't like it yeah, It's really. not transfer they're class not recruits. rankings.
2: yeah it's not transfer class rankings it's recruiting someone new rankings. in there oh okay whatever if you guys are who would be in state. there do you think i don't, I don't even Penn know state, you think I come no on idea. ben you know they're yeah, gonna you
4: could add you know, obviously add max dean maybe Evan. That's Wick here soon
2: yeah, what's up yeah, with that, Evan? That, that, that you're, up our, you're our
3: Evan Wick correspondent. I know you're not gonna give us anything, but.
2: I'm not gonna give you anything.
3: Okay, give us, but just something. All right, we'll cut off.
2: Tyler, it's, gonna Cal, it's gonna be it's gonna Cal Poly at Penn State. That's, All right, that's... okay, gonna we're, you... we're gonna cut that's
3: off. That's not a... enough, we want more. All right, Tyler, just cut off. We're not live anymore,
2: so you can just. It's gonna be one, one of two, pl- I, I narrowed it down to two places. The other place he's, he's thinking about, no, he's not, it's those two.
3: Okay, do you think he's gonna have fun or do you think he's gonna go surfing? we'll just be we'll just, we'll just talk i, I don't
2: i don't i don't know what he's going to choose i don't know I, I legitimately don't know um i right. have my opinion but i don't i don't try to put my opinion on to people that are making those <coughs> decisions if they really want it they'll ask for it and if not then i want them to do what they want to do did he okay, ask what's for your opinion? opinion i'm asking for it you already did i already gave it to him oh,
1: okay, okay, okay 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 what about what about now can we have it now <laughs>
2: Uh, i would like your funny.
4: opinion on what you think he should do yeah what do you
2: that's yeah. what i'm saying give us i'm asking line. You for your opinion oh no we'll do it okay
4: <sighs> we'll do it almost <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, you guys are funny <laughs> 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 hey can we talk about cornell no. cornell has oh, subject change right, they have three 125 pounders in the last Perfect. two years and they also have Two good 133s, so they're also kind of log jammed. Well, yeah,
4: it's kind of crazy. So Vito Ruzak can wrestle for three more years. Three more, and three. He got Vito. I think we accidentally right. said two with him and Glory the other day. Glory's two, Vito's three. That's
2: right. But well, what about the what about the grad thing though? Because he might Russell's have to graduate. he might
4: have to leave oh. if he wants that extra year. If he wants to take that third year, he might have to leave.
2: That's
3: bull. They that should make that's sense. crap. Yeah.
4: What if you just keep failing classes? stinks Yeah, yeah, you can do that okay just do enough to stay eligible but not enough to graduate yeah that sounds awesome yeah that's
2: how i would approach school or maybe like drop classes right at the end right before you're about to get the credits you drop them (laughs) yes
4: uh and then they have greg d who has four years of eligibility remaining nice and then you bring in unger cornella it's crazy i don't and
2: And he's not in provo uh, i forgot about Provo. provo yeah yeah that's what i'm saying
3: are they stockpiling draft picks so they can like trade or something? I don't understand.
4: That'd be cool. We should, they should incidentally should allow that. We
2: should allow trades. They, should, uh, they really should. That would be so tremendous. <laughs> <You> imagine. <laughs> that would be so bad. Well, the <laughs> athletes. Oh no, would... man! Imagine being a kid and You're just like, like trade what? It? I think i go the to school. Athletes don't to <laughs> the athletes would have from to approve it. I think the athletes would have to approve. What? Be great. The athletes would have to approve of it, but I think it would be it would be great. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Uh, so, yeah, this
3: is interesting. And and honestly, I think you could have moved Cornell down further just because of yeah. How are you fitting all these guys in? How's this yeah. going to ha- how's this going to happen? You're either messing up someone else's ideal weight that's currently on your team. Um, yeah, but that being said, when you have five guys in the top 57, it's it's tough to move yeah. them too far back. Then you've got Oklahoma State coming in next with Voinovich, Haas, and uh Travis Mastro Teague Travis is a is someone who we talked about a lot over the years But I'm surprised to see him completely off the big board. Can you uh give us a just the, the down low on what's been up with Teague?
4: Just taking losses. Um I don't know. Okay. It hasn't been the same guy as the guy that was a top 50 big border I No, don't, I don't I'm I'm high on Voinovich. I think he could like possibly start right away at 49 um, I kind of think he should. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Outside of that, I don't love this class.
3: Okay, we love the Cowboys. So, so Haas is interesting because what I think you have is a, uh, a, an excellent athlete. There's a lot to work with there, but yes. I think as a as a wrestling product, he's unrefined at this point. But right. I feel like that's the point of going to to college, and especially a place like Oklahoma State where like technique is so emphasized and and leveling him up there. So I think if you take an athlete of his caliber, one, he's gonna be an upper weight, a 97 or a heavyweight. I know he just wrestled at 86, which is sort of, that's the lowest I've seen him wrestle In his career. long time, yeah. <laughs> like, I think he was wrestling 220 as like, a Probably since we first
4: discovered who he was at uh, Tulsa Nationals, like, five years ago.
3: <laughs> I remember the first time I saw him was he was in the Oklahoma State room in, like, 2017. And they're like, he was huge. He clearly was, like, shaving his face. I'm, like, who is that? <laughs> and they're like, dude, he's an eighth grader. That's Tyler Caldwell's brother. I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he's been on the radar ever since. And I, I think... I don't know. I know Kyle's maybe a little bearish. I think I'm bullish on Kyle Haas. I think over a, a couple of years. But look at what they've been able to do. If at, Ferrari doesn't move up. Are you guaranteeing Ferrari's going to move up here? Because if not, then where's he going to go? He's going to go wherever Ferrari doesn't. Okay. Right? I mean, if you're Oklahoma sure. State, don't you say that to him? It's like, listen, if we move him up, then you're a 97. And if not, you go heavyweight.
2: My, my other contention with, and I, listen, I, I don't know Kyle Haas at all. He's outside looking in. But you guys made some point, like he's a project or his techniques, not all that lovable or something to that effect. Well, if he's at if he was in an Oklahoma State room as an eighth grader, and his brother's Tyler Caldwell, what's the holdup, you should have access to, to plenty of good coaching and plenty of good advice. So, um, you know, where's the where's the development been? And why would it change?
3: I mean, uh, think, think about the question, like, I don't think it actually is one he why not, he lives in Kansas, he wasn't training full time there. Yeah, he has access. To a lot of, you know, he had access to his his brothers, his brother, and he's in and still water. But like, who had more access than than Chris Perry as a th- throughout his career? And even still, he was yeah. round of twelve as a freshman. Like these guys are, he he had to develop. For, it wasn't a
2: technical. I don't think it was a technical issue with Chris Perry. Like t- Chris Perry was very technically good when he came into Oklahoma State. From what I, I mean, this is because this is close to my era. So that's I, I remember that fairly vividly. Um, I just think he wasn't disciplined. I mean, from what I remember, because I remember one of our red shirts beat him, um, and he just wasn't super disciplined, and he was doing st- dumb things. I think he was trying to wrestle too heavy. He was all the way up at uh, what was it, 86 kg at the time, something like that. Yeah, he he definitely wrestled up, but
3: but you could, I mean, you could make that argument for um, a lot of people that have access to wherever they have. I don't know. I kind of throw that out i mean chris perry had access to all the. i mean the, chris perry's probably not even a good example for this because he was he was good right away he was making yeah. new world teams etc but the the point is people aren't who they are i mean who was preston weigel coming out he was very very under the radar
2: uh, well, no, I, i'm not as saying as kids can't get better that's that's not what i'm that's not what i'm saying at all i think kid, i you know that's like the whole crux of my philosophy is kids can get better if they want to my my contention as you guys said from a technical standpoint he's gonna make significant improvements when he gets to oklahoma state and that that's the holdup. but then you also at the same time said was well, brothers tyler caldwell and he was in the home state room as an eighth grader okay that was just that, listen, i'm just i'm making observations that's all i'm doing
3: okay observational okay. ben uh,
2: <laughs> uh, should be a detective oh
3: my gosh minnesota brought in all the big boards if you're looking hey, for i gotta call,
2: got i got I got a problem here. Tegan Jameson, I like this kid at UWW Juniors, but you have him on the recruiting class rankings from Minnesota the both of the last two years. Oh, really? Yeah, you guys have him listed in 2020, and you have him listed in I wonder if he
4: reclassified.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
3: happens sometimes.
2: Didn't younger someone... or older?
3: Yeah, he
4: he, it it a happens older both ways.
3: Oh, really? He's got two ages. Carson Manville just reclassified. What To what? Yeah, I think he's a uh a junior
2: yeah
4: i think he was Weird. supposed to be class 2021.
2: <clears throat> okay so yeah that happens so, yeah you guys have him both last two years but he, he's pretty damn good
3: yeah so he's uh he was off the big board so he clearly rose his stock in a in a year projects at 41
2: out of texas where in texas is he from Dallas, no idea I think we plano west about, i think plano West, Dallas, yeah got it um Brett Brenner you guys do not have him ranked. it's actually kind of funny because you guys have Brenner at 19 and then ice at number 20 in your weight class rankings but you have ice in the top 100 and not Brenner um and Brett Brenner's really impressive he I think he's won three Wisconsin State titles um I bo- think he plays at super 32 but he's pretty pretty damn good he's Is not he one of your 100. guys he is not he wrestles for uh my friend Jordan Crass your friend Jordan crass yes sir
3: okay so Minnesota's class any any thoughts there it's a it's a big um, class
2: yeah so they, they do the big classes uh also so if you look you know a lot of Wisconsin guys too because I, I is really tough also in the last year they had Spath and skillings from Wisconsin they were tough and, I mean one thing I see is like they got just last year Andrew Sparks wasn't in, in the top 100 and now Um, you know, he, he, they got a lot of use out of him this year, 165 pounds for someone who wasn't in the top 100 that was a true freshman. Um, they also got, didn't Salazar start at 184? I might think of a different guy. Owen
4: Webster started.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Think of the wrong guy then. Um, yeah, so deep class. Um, no one that's really, uh, huge standout to me in either one of these classes. Like, you know, gonna make a difference as a true freshman type guys. Um,
4: Ben and Tabor could end up being a really nice pickup, depending on what Gable decides to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he just won. He won Northern Plains. He looked really good. I can't remember. He crushed someone in the finals. I don't recall. Yeah,
4: I, I like him a lot, and he could. that could end up being really valuable. Like, let's say Gable won the Olympics and says deuces.
3: Even if Gable – Possible. And, you know, another thing that's discussed with Gable is he finishes his degree next year. So he wins the Olympics, wins Worlds, then wins NCAAs in front of a crowd, graduates, then dips. That allows Bennett to redshirt and then come in, and it worked out great for Gopher Nation. So you could yeah. see it playing out that way. So, like, comparing Minnesota and Nebraska is what makes recruiting class rankings really, really tough. Because with Minnesota, they pick up six ranked guys, five on the big board. Um, but none higher than uh, or lower than 23, I and mean, they've got uh, they have a 53, 70, 91, 99. Meanwhile, Nebraska, two guys in the top 13: number 11, Lenny Pinto; number 13, Jagger Condomitti. Like both of these guys a lot. I feel yes. like they're great fits. Wow. What?
2: But did you guys read what you wrote in the in the thing afterwards? That neither one of them will be going to school next year.
3: Yeah, they're mm-hmm. going. OTC OPTC wow. and uh, the Elite Accelerator Program with Coach Jackson, yes. which I think is a that's a great spot for. I'm I'm not sure what is the uh, what why those two decide that. I don't know if that's a, a roster decision for Nebraska with is, is that a way for it could them be a money thing? Yeah, because okay, well, yeah. wow, we're gonna have Taylor Vins and we're gonna have you know Labriola extra years so this would help us you know figure out and then you know next year they could come in and wrestle right away or the year after i'm saying and then mm-hmm. or they could also redshirt so it gives nebraska some flexibility there they're gonna develop they're gonna learn a lot um i've heard a lot of good things about the eap so that's that's a good spot for them i like them a lot i like both those guys
2: yeah um uh, yeah and it's just look looking a little bit lower I, I actually think you know Northwestern's got a tiny roster cap and um yes. that affects their recruiting classes I really like Carter Young and Joel Vanderveer now obviously the, the room for error here again like we discussed with small classes is not big because they have so few of people uh but I, you know watching Carter Young last week I really like him Vanderveer he's super tough and folks out good leg rider yeah. um it'll be interesting to see how they can pan those guys out
3: Yes, so, um, and, and you look at, I mean, I, I think Vanderveer's fantastic. I think he's going to be really, really good. Yes. I think he has a lot of the um, things that are, are tough to coach. I, I love his offense. He's only going to get better at, at Northwestern. He's going to have really good partners around his weight, too. I don't know how long, I we don't know Deacon's plan, how long he's going to be there, but him and Yaya Thomas, that's going to be a, I, a good I, group.
2: I texted Storny when we were on the podcast, and um, you know I consider him to be a good friend, and he okay. did not respond. Mm. They are very silent on uh, Ryan Deacon. Wow. Maybe if I give him a couple <clears> plays <throat> in disc golf, then he will want to give me the answer. That's probably a good strategy to do that. Maybe send a couple of AWA kids his way too. Maybe that'll help. Uh, we are the one kid that I was talking about yesterday that wanted to go to Stanford is going to um, Northwestern.
3: Okay, there you go. Wow, yeah, this one you, you can't even get a scoop that you wouldn't even tell no, on right. radio. We wouldn't even talk about it. We would never,
2: we would never bring it up. Okay, and hey, how? But shout seriously, out. it's almost June. It's almost June, Christian. How do we not know if he's coming back or not? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a government
3: secret. Seriously, they're not, they're not nuclear codes. We just want to know if a wrestler's gonna wrestle.
2: You could at least tell us like, hey, we're thinking about it, but I'm waiting to see if I get a job or, you know, who knows what What else you could decide.
3: Or no decision has been made. That's, that's an answer.
2: Hey, so let me ask you one more question. This Spencer Moore guy, number 19, North Carolina. Is this the guy that just made the cadet world team? And if so, how is he so young? Did he reclassify and skip a grade or something? He reclassified. Usually...
4: I don't know how exactly it worked, okay. but I was, I remember when we when we got to cadet, and I was like looking at the brackets. I was like, "Wait a minute, he is definitely like." I remember North Carolina announced him as a signee. I was like, "How is he wrestling here?" And he reclassified. And then I saw Tony Ramos tweet that he reclassified. Um, So he went forward. Wow, interesting. I'm not sure why he made the decision, but uh, good for him.
3: So that is not classified information, unlike Ryan Deacon's future.
4: Correct. Okay.
3: where
2: else do we shout here?
3: out Maryland shout out Maryland uh we're bringing in a squad
2: 20, yeah 2020 is fun just to take a, a look back at uh, you know real fast I, I love you guys have all these old ones on here um because you know well we got to kind of see everyone wrestle so a classic like number eight I'm going back to NC State uh they got starting starting spots out of Trumbull and Ed Scott right here right away in the first year and both of them were I mean either one of them all-american but they both had pretty damn good years for true freshmen
3: yeah trumbull beat the ncaa finalist yeah, yeah. he Paul also Percy.
4: didn't start at accs
3: Jamie didn't start he lost a final a final ex-participant that's correct yeah
0: but he, i mean he
4: was, it was um, either
3: david taylor or nick green and beat him out i mean it was spot. a true
4: he was a true freshman and as we said he still got four years to compete because last year it didn't count it was all made up
3: He's really got five. Yep. I mean, not four to compete, but you know, he yep. got red shirts. Yeah, and yeah. Brian Jack, he was in the battle to to start at 33 with with yep. Trombley, um, and, and lost out. So they're they're going to be all right. Uh, they got solid utility out of that. Hey, I think if you're
4: re-ranking um, this, I think Iowa probably slides down a few, wouldn't you say?
3: So let's look at Iowa's class: Kennedy, Ibarra, Christensen, Brettley, Raina, Colin Schriever. That does – compared to Missouri, Keegan, Rocky, Edmund, out. Hawks, yes, I think you would have to move. And even though Kennedy we haven't got to see yet, it feels like Kennedy alone is not enough to hold off
2: Missouri. Right. I mean, it, if it Kennedy like has got to discount Ibarra or Schriever because one of them's not going to start. Right.
0: Hmm.
2: You know, uh,
3: the way you guys do it. Yes. So I, I think Missouri should be number two. I still, and, and honestly, just retrospectively, you could, you could make an argument. They could be the number one,
2: right? Because yeah, look at, I mean, go ahead. It, yeah. It depends on how plot's going to turn out. Is you going to have this elbow surgery and then be, you know, great. Like shoulder. we thought he was going to be in high school, uh, shoulder, some, some type of arm injury. Um, Obviously, GK's and Burks is already in the transfer portal. He's gone. Mastro got started and looks pretty good this year. Um, yeah, and the Ferrari, Ferrari was national champ.
3: If Plot is able to wrestle healthy the, the next four years, then, th- then I think that's enough for them to maintain their spot. But, I mean, this is a guy who missed almost, I think he missed an entire season with an ACL, right, in, uh, in high school.
4: I don't remember what the injury was. He didn't wrestle his senior year, though.
3: So he had an injury then. He's injured now. So sometimes guys are just snake bit with injuries. I mean, Cade Brock. There, it just happens. Some guys just don't get healthy. Yes. Brady Burgie. There's really good wrestlers that the bodies just can't hold up for for whatever reason. And like all those guys, if they were healthy, who knows what their careers would look like? And I don't want to start playing the, is Dustin, I'm not trying to end Dustin Plot's career, but is no doubt a question. <laughs> Stop digging if, the grave piles. I'm not digging the grave, but I'm looking at, I mean, you brought it up. You brought it up that, you know, who knows what's going to happen with his, with his body and how he's yeah. going to respond to that. So, yeah, uh, it's Tiger style moving up the recruiting class rankings here. Retro retrospectively.
2: Yeah. Um, and then, so you know, for number four, Penn State, Bo Bartlett didn't have a great year. Robbie Howard um, wow. was okay. And then Boone, Boone's already transferring, and it's kind of looking like Matt Lee might never start. So you know, their class, unless Howard or Bartlett turn it or turn around, and obviously Bartlett can get a starting spot, um, is kind of looking like maybe it should slide down a little bit too.
3: Okay, you're 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 digging two graves, and I need I need you to put all the dirt back. I mean, Bo Bartlett had a
2: fine what? year. He didn't
4: qualify for NCAAs. Listen, oh,
2: really? We're saying we're saying we're saying a number one pound for pound type of guy not qualifying for NCAAs is a fine year. That's what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. I
3: thought he did fine.
2: Why? I mean, what, match-
4: what Ben said about him, there was nothing wrong with what Ben said about him.
2: There was uh, nothing wrong. He's wrestling. Get him, Get him Bracky. He was outside. Keegan <laughs> outs- bu- bumped up a weight and took third of the country
3: in the middle uh, of the season. Well, I'm not saying he's as good as. Keegan, uh, Keegan O'Toole.
2: Well, I'm saying, I'm saying a guy as good as Bo Bartlett, and I don't know what he's going to become. I think he could become very, very good. But the year he had, where he bumped up a weight class, yes, that is a disadvantage to him. But he didn't qualify for NCAAs, Christian. And if you're a number one pound for pound guy coming out of high school, that qualifying ncaa should be in the cards.
3: I mean, certainly. But he was up a weight. He lost by. He lost in overtime to third place Yaya Thomas. He lost by two to NCAA finalist Sammy Sasso. And he lost to Michael Blockus, who was top 15 basically all year and even higher at different points. So he lost to good guys as a true freshman up a weight. I think he's going to get to redshirt. He'll come back. I think he's an NCAA champion before he before he graduates. From. Wow,
2: that's a bold prediction right there. You think
3: that's bold? Do you really? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying champion. to be... I'm not saying he'll be an NCAA champion as a freshman. I'm saying he will leave for
2: yeah um yeah I, I think i think that's kind of bold because it, it just you could say he'd be you know a high place or something but there's going to be a lot of other really good wrestlers vying for that spot obviously so yeah i think that's kind of bold okay well I'm bo- uh, why bold, he's not bold. he's not on 141 or 149 on wrestle stat i'm looking for him so i could cite his matches this year but like, just, you know,
3: go- just Google just, guys' names.
2: Yeah, don't just search
4: Barlet Russell Stat.
3: That's all. That's the that's the Russell Stat hack. Like you if just, you're
4: not if you're not already on WrestleStat, Stat, just do that and then oh, get,
3: in the search bar. Got yeah,
4: it. and the page will come up really quick.
3: Yes. So oh, he it. his wins are not particularly notable. He beat Colin Valdiviez, um, Cole Matten. Yeah, those are probably his two best wins. He lost to yeah. two really good guys and one good guy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. No, we're not. Here, okay, no here's, okay, here's Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Say it. If he wasn't the say starter, it. if he wasn't the starter, but that was his redshirt season, I think we'd say, all right, not that's pretty good for a true freshman. For um, a guy who wor- did not, who, remember, they had, what's the big, what's the thing you get when you're a true freshman or when you're, when you're first get you get all that training all the all the experience well they had a they had a covid pause they had all this stuff going on he didn't get a regular lead up now i know that's yeah. that's that was true in a lot of places
2: but yeah but so here here's what i guess here here's the point i'm making um there are a lot of and we got to see it this year kind of more than ever because there was no red shirts but when you are uh we'll say top 10 ish pound for pound guy but obviously the further up that letter you code the better you are very likely going to challenge for like an all-american spot as a freshman it's kind of how i feel about it um obviously or or you could go the other way where your your skill level is kind of plateauing but we saw that out of obviously aj ferrari uh braxton amos a very highly ranked guy was someone, we didn't see him in the NCAA season, but we saw him do very well outside of it. I mean, Keegan O'Toole, Rocky Elam. So these other guys who are very highly ranked are are challenging for all American spots.
3: Well, so Braxton gets, I mean, I listen, I'm very, I'm, a, I'm very high on Braxton Amos, but he gets the benefit of having no NCAA data. So he gets the benefit of the doubt. Bo he Bartlett did well. Every, he wrestling.
2: did everywhere else. I mean, he did great at everywhere else.
3: I don't, I don't disagree um yeah what what are his best freestyle wins who who what freestyle guys did he beat that you're like okay oh, dang it uh, bracky help me out here
2: no, <laughs> no i mean well i'm, I'm curious CBI, uh, well, you, okay yeah. so well, like, like i don't listen he killed,
1: yeah.
2: killed everyone at junior world trials which i don't think there was anyone that great in his bracket i wish fari would have showed up that would have been tremendous of course um uh, did he beat anyone at C, let's see. What C-level tournaments did he wrestle in? He wrestled well, he beat, at no, last he beat, uh, he beat Jimmy Dudley. There's an NCAA, NCAA high NCAA guy, right?
3: Yes. And one of, those, one of the things That's a good one. Um, DJ Dudley's a very good one. I
2: feel like there was someone else pretty good he beat. And I'm blanking Did he beat on Honus or did he lose to Honus?
4: He lost to Honus he lost in to the Honus. last few seconds. Yeah, and then... Yeah.
3: I mean, Honus is a guy that's like... You know well he's very good and also it's freestyle so it's tough to say but
4: honus won a us open yeah did he Mm -hmm. not yeah
2: yeah so here's all i'm saying i am not saying beau bartlett can't be great in the future i I actually think that's probably more more likely than not that he's going to have a lot of success but what i am saying is um when i'm looking at like the top 10 pound for pound guys um coming out in in the future or in the past, I'm thinking, hey, these guys, these guys can go do some damage at the NCAA tournament right now. Like, they're they're ready. They're, if you're in the top 10, you're kind of that good in my mind. All right, we'll look or, at the
3: top
2: 10. Um, hold on, hold on, one one more quick. Okay, or obviously some guys move in the opposite direction where they've been pushed to a certain level or they just don't want to wrestle anymore and then they start a different trajectory, right? But I don't think it's very, frequently where you see someone who's that good who comes at the ncaa level and is okay for three years then all of a sudden they get really good maybe it happens a couple times but i think it's one trajectory or the other more often than not
3: okay let me ask you a question thoughts on yes. patrick kennedy
2: um i mean i was impressed in his one match against what's his name uh labriola, labriola. He, he was pretty solid in that match uh, I would have liked to see him more. I would have liked to see him at the junior. I'm sure he was young enough for junior, so I don't know why he wasn't there. Um, yeah, so that's uh, why What do you got on him.
3: Well, I just think his big thing is he was close to a good wrestler. And so people are like, oh, I'm excited about him. Whereas Bo Bartlett was really close to good wrestlers. And it seems like it, you're kind of stocked down on him.
0: I, well,
2: I, I I'm not saying, but I'm also not saying like, hey, if if Mikey, if uh, Patrick Kennedy would have saved, um, oh my gosh, who's this? Star? Kemmerer got hurt. If Kemmerer got hurt and Kennedy would have been the starter, and he would have lost. Listen, and 74 was as good as it gets to the Big Ten. Yeah, and he would have lost. Well, like for example, he lost to Jared Kratiger at um, at what juniors last year, and Jared didn't qualify. You know, Jared. I think Jared's very good, but he didn't qualify for NCA's. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that loss is not looking very great for Patrick Kennedy. Okay.
4: So, <clears throat> I think you are. I think you think Ben and I are just like completely selling our Bo Bartlett stock. I am not. I think our yeah, point showing your stock. I think our point is what, is that phone? you, like, you're saying this guy's going to win an NCAA title before he's done, and I think he went 0 and two at Big Tens. and I know he wrestled really good
3: dudes, but at the Big Ten tournament, every, everyone's very good. I'm I am I'm acutely aware. I think one, we we've seen look look at the turnarounds you see Big Tens and NCAAs. And if he had listen, they it's obvious, they messed up the Bo Bartlett um usage this year. He should have been at forty nine all year long. He was never gonna be the starter at forty one. If he had been getting matches all year long, he probably would have gotten at large. But they screwed around, they had him wrestling at forty one a bunch, and he didn't he didn't get a bid when he didn't qualify at uh, a really tough weight, which every weight's good at Big Ten, so that goes without saying. So, I uh, I don't know. I'm just using my imagination, maybe a little too. You know much. who
2: a great person? Did, Mason Paris missed say as a true freshman, didn't he? No, he was there, no, but he, he, he did not a blood round. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty good then. Yeah, he lost a stolen
4: stencil. He had a good yeah. tournament.
2: Why don't you guys make a bet about it?
3: Yeah, I we're totally gonna remember it. in like four or five years when. Bo does or doesn't win NCAA? Uh,
2: well,
1: you it make so it so worth something. Like loser gets the other ones, or loser has to give up their car.
3: All right, l- we'll just say loser has to give up all all their crypto to the other, so it's even. Oh, uh, you get all of mine, and I get all I like yours. It.
1: I like it. I'm gonna have the uh. most to lose, so I'm not <laughs> in it. Doge will explode by that point. Oh. So Whoa. I mean,
3: Mason,
4: Mason Paris is true freshman year. He beat Amir Desi.
1: Let's talk about these
3: losses, though. Mm. Don't don't gloss over. Not Conan Jennings. What? No, could not
2: beat Conan Jennings. He was
3: over. He was over Conan the Barbarian. Who, well, listen, we love Conan, but he lost to uh, he lost to Colin Jensen. Um, yeah, you know, he wasn't.
4: Anthony Cassar roasted him for that one, dude.
3: Yeah, he couldn't beat Kassar.
4: Uh, incidentally, he lost to Sam Stolden then beat Corey Gillen, Daniel Matt Voss, Thomas Haynes, and lost. to him off. Two-time All-American. Write Matt him off. Stencil.
3: Write him off. No one's writing him off. We're Fake just, year. Like, these things are at yes. the Fake same. Fake year. He was mismanaged <laughs> at the wrong weight. They should have him at
2: 49 all year long. He'd have yeah, qualified. I, off I off don't know if there's anyone <laughs> that Piles loves more than Bo Bartlett. I think Bo Bartlett, no. Bartlett has, has Bo passed. Bartlett. He's
4: passed. Uh, what's his name? Joey. Uh, <laughs> Joey, Joey <laughs> Silva. Joey Silva. Yes. Yeah. Never.
3: Yes. Never. Yes. One, never. Two, maybe. Three, I'm only... I'm only doing this to counterbalance your irrational.
2: I, writing I'm not, not no irrational. irrational. All am not literally irrational. this all
4: started this all started because all Ben said was he didn't have a great year. That was literally yeah. all he said. And the you fought for Christian.
1: Uh, Christian sensitive. I didn't sensitive say did. CP. Yeah, yeah. He. I think he had a. I think he wrestled I really well. I would say
4: a starter for Penn State not qualifying for NCAA's is yeah,
1: not I a mean, great season. I was kind of on your side, yeah. but now they're switching me. That's because, literally all yeah, it was. Yeah, that's all he said. Fence at Nolly. Fine, I'll be
3: by myself. You're just emboldening me. Well,
1: wait a minute. Wait a minute, CP. Calm down. Ben, calm uh... down. Racky's doing a great job of staying calm yes, and he facilitating. Is, no, don't get upset up. that he doesn't agree with you, Christian. Look at this objectively here, okay? All Ben said was he didn't have a great year. Now, disagree. That was wait, it. just wait. If I told you this, year. this guy didn't qualify for NCAAs, did yes. he have a great year? What would you say? No don't ask names, <laughs> don't ask who he lost to, none of that. That's If an I overt... said no, hey, if I answer said Answer
2: the question, piles. That's it. Answer it. No, I'm not testifying. Uh, why, uh, why uh, Put your hand
1: on a Bible. I'm just asking you a question here with friends. I think he know? had a great
2: year.
3: I can't answer if he had a great year.
1: Oh. I think stop. he was mis- I think they mismanaged him. Wait a minute. Answer Christian my question. Has a plan. If I come to you and I say, blank wrestler did not qualify for NCAAs, would you say is it a great year? What would your answer be?
3: Um, Braxton answer Amos be? didn't qualify for NCAA. Christian, stop. A all right, that so we,
1: uh, we're good. Guys. I've had enough. I got my point. Yeah. You know? hey, Mr. Hey, um, his heels in the in the ground here. You know. Man, I I'm going to really say I, I went on. back to
2: 2018 now. We're going to move on. 2018, Mizzou Tigers, they had seven guys in the top 100. Four of them now. Um, man, you guys had some of these guys too old. You guys had Brock Muller all the way down at number 73. Man, he's damn good. So, Mauler, Elam, JQs, and Mako, I think, are probably likely going to be four year starters for them. Kent, at number 89, is also in the lineup now. Good class. Move them up. Got it.
4: All right. We moved them up.
2: Move them up. They're up Move to the number, east side. They're number one. Uh, in a piece of that love, behind the sky. Uh, NC State also doing a good job with their class. They had Hydeley, uh, Camacho, and Trombley all getting some significant starting time. And then in the unranks, uh, Deontay Wilson who Ooh, got some starting time. Too. New York, yeah, it's fun looking through these. Um, whereas Nebraska, number five, they're kind of struggling. Um, Brock Hardy was not a full time starter. Peyton Rob has been. Alex Thompson been in and out. I don't even know Austin Emerson. Never heard of him. Or Jake Silverstein. Don't know him either. Okay. What? We're done. We're done. Christian so mad. Do we want to end nope. the show because you're so pissed about Popeye? Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right no. show's over well you show's went from 20 I, I didn't
3: have 2018 pulled up so i was uh i wasn't he's ready just
2: taking a moment he's okay he recovered yeah i'm good you I'm know good. who's not looking good christian and this hey this would be like what i was talking don't about don't say it with, don't say it oh I'll, I'll, i'm gonna freaking say it number four michigan uh ju- so mason paris big thumbs up on that <laughs> recruit that was great joey silva High level high school guy and kinda, you know, just did did one of these, you know, and now we don't even know where he is right now. The rest is so, still unwritten. Yeah. To
3: to quote is that Natasha Bedingfield? I don't know, but that yeah,
2: song is yeah.
1: awesome. They use it in a lot of commercials.
3: Yeah. The rest is still unwritten for Bo and Joey Silva, who are um two fantastic wrestlers. It sounds like Joey's gonna be back at Michigan. They'll need him. He's really good. What is this, are, is this being a, serious? You know what? Or are we joking? I, it's so interesting because Joey and, although for very different reasons, Joey and Bo had similar uh, freshman campaigns where you could see the glimpses, and they were clearly one of the best 33 guys, right? Wait, he had, wait, Joey had still, Is at serious?
2: Is this an SNL skit? Is he being serious
3: right now? I think he is. No, listen. Is he being serious? <laughs> there's similarities here. Listen, there's similarities. It's like, listen, all you guys all know that Bo Bartlett... Was one of the 33 best guys out 149 last year? Okay, everyone knows. No, I I'm, don't know that. Yes, you do keep know going, that. Keep
2: going. Make the point. Make the point about Joey Silva, please. Joey finish. Silva.
3: <laughs> he didn't get to wrestle because of uh, issues for uh, much of the year. It was just like a Big Ten entry, and he was right there in his matches. He had Bull or he had Ridge Lovett beat, and then Ridge Lovett did Ridge Lovett things and bombed him with like no time left or like 0.1 seconds and beat him to qualify. Ridge is really good. Everyone thinks Ridge is really good. He was right there with him. He lost the match. He didn't qualify. Whose so,
4: fault is that he couldn't wrestle like all those matches?
3: In the, in this case, the difference is it was Silva's fault he couldn't wrestle. And previous, Bo, Bo was being weighed in at 141, which I don't know wh- why that decision. Wait,
2: so, so then, but are you making the case that uh, the trajectory of Bo Bartlett going to follow that of Joey Silva? Or what, traject- what, what are you making here? What point? Um, no,
3: nothing. I just, I think there's so, some similar. Simi- I'm just saying there's sim- similarities to how their Big Ten tournaments materialize. And if they were in a, a different conference, you yeah, know, things I think would have been a little. Were different. you serious?
2: Were you serious about Joey Silva being back in Michigan? Yes. You're, You're serious about that?
3: I am serious. That was not a uh, an April Fool's joke. Oh,
2: okay. I thought I thought you were running a bit here on us. There's no um, bit. So you know who the
4: 33 seed was at NCAA is at 149. Doesn't matter. It was Cameron. Um, Hunziker from Utah Valley. Mm-hmm. You know who he beat this year or last year?
1: Oh, Bartlett. Jay, Jay Navis. Oh.
0: Okay.
3: Oh. Okay. See, now we're, we're all one. jacked up this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. Funny, you man. said he was one of the 33 CB's best. He funny, one of the 33 uh, best listen, guys in the bracket.
4: I, Bartlett had chances to beat all Americans. <laughs> Yo, don't um, you give up, CP. This, be,
1: fight this, a, this guy beat an all I'm back on your side. You heard me. I'm back, <laughs> no, that's back it. on your side.
3: Ollie, they're actually trying to say. <laughs> I know. I agree with you now. That Bo wouldn't be one of the 33 best. That is. I just never like, said that. I no, never said right. that. You're, you're that. like, you're like Br- the guy in the Facebook
4: chat who said uh, this Wrestling Matters podcast. He said, let me find it. He said that if. Uh, wrestling
1: does matter. I agree with that. I love wrestling. It matters.
4: Uh, he won junior spot and would have placed if he qualified for NCAAs. Well, I
3: didn't say he would have placed. No, you
4: said national champ.
3: He will be. World champ. I think he will be. Uh
4: national If champ. I would have qualified for NCAAs, I would have placed too.
2: There's a if chance he'll be a national qualified. champ. I'm just not gonna guarantee it like you did. I mean I would give him you know, I'd give him a decent chance if I had to break down Well, No, they no, didn't. No, gar- no, you, you said Hold he had on. no shot pretty much. I Even said. Send in bed, and
1: also
3: you, he, one, Ben said it was bold. Two, I said, I think he will be. I didn't say, I guarantee no, Bo No, you that? I didn't guarantee it. it. Roll, back to tape. Roll back to
1: the tape. Ben, you're wrong. CP's right. Put your Bitcoin where your mouth is. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's also not crazy
4: tired. for me to say that I don't know that Bo Bartlett was one of the 33 best 49-pounders in the country, when his best win at 49, it's which we've
3: said that he- It's discernment.
4: his best win at 49 win. this year was against Cole Matten. So I'm supposed to say that a guy who was undersized for 49 with his best win over, Cole Madden, is 100% one of the 33 best guys in the country at the weight. I won't do Whoa.
2: it.
3: I will, and I have, <laughs> and I shall.
2: All right, can we Shit. move on from both I want Bartlett? to move on. 20, on. 2018, Penn State, number one. This was an all-time <laughs> recruiting class. Aaron Brooks, he panned out. Roman Bravo Young, he panned out. Michael Beard, he's in the middle somewhere but then an
0: American. he's an all-american he's an all-american he's panned out
2: Gavin Teasdale he's obviously nowhere to be found um Lee's not having such a good run at it Teskey is panning out at another place <laughs> and Seth Nevels is not a starter so uh you know interesting mix and, and again this is kind of why I said with the depth they had great depth here they have seven really good recruits um you know three of them are not panning out uh one of them is not panning out for them and then three of them are panning out it's why you need a bunch of recruits i think
3: yeah some people go with like all right get a couple really high recruits some people just go volume they just went a volume of really high recruits in 2018 that's that was a huge that's an interesting strategy uh but yeah not all panning out but man they they
2: yeah, and then yeah, Ohio State yeah. had a great class too. And you know what? I I thought Jade Maddox was going to be very good, and he's not really panning out at all. Quinn Kinner, fifteen, obviously he's gone. And then you know Rocky Jordan and Malik are kind of I don't know some somewhere in the middle. I think it'd be yeah. a fair assessment.
3: That would be a fair assessment.
2: How
4: about Minnesota? Gable, Brayton, Pat McKee. They, Seriously, also, yeah.
3: That yeah. that that class could move up a little bit, especially with yeah very good class if
2: Gable well especially if Gable sticks around
3: yeah if they get four years of him starting Mm mm-hmm. that's big time let's
4: look at some of these that are further down yeah Princeton with Pat Glory Quincy Monday that's been great Iowa was ninth with Cassiopeia and Brands being the two big ones Cassiopeia's been fantastic Stanford at number 10 with Shane Griffith and Real Woods
2: yeah that's a good one
4: fantastic Iowa State with David Carr good job mm-hmm. oklahoma state was 12. travis whitlake is a big big name there Ooh, north carolina
2: i love looking at these old rings Ooh. all right how about 2017 can we do that too <laughs> let's look at the top of 2017.
3: Wait, i, I want to get to some other stuff can we save some of this save nope. it Nope. All right, oh, Ben say don't no. want to. No, say no. We're going through all the years. Ben freaking
2: <sighs> loves recruiting class rankings. I, I do. Him. No, I told you I loved them. Number one, Cornell. Vito and Yanni. They're getting oh it gosh. done, baby. They, they are. Really are. They're holding it down. Doing a good job. The rest of that class is not Hopey. really
4: holding it down.
2: So much <laughs> production out of them. Um, oh, Iowa's class looking pretty good. Spencer Lee, Jacob Warner, Max Murin, all four-year starters.
3: Yes. Super solid. Luke
2: Troy he was a beast, but he, uh, did he ever even wrestle for them?
3: I don't not, think not to my knowledge. Yeah. He didn't start he was
2: good though. Penn state, uh, Nick Lee, Brady Berge, Jared Verclearen, pretty good class. Good. You really only like getting production out of one guy though. Nick, Nick Lee. Cause I mean, Verclearen Ver- you know, I mean, what did he qualified one time?
3: If you had yes,
4: uh, qualified one time,
3: no, uh, I don't know i think we all kind of knew what about what where jared would be collegiately. really
2: right? i mean well, i mean for a one-time qualifier you shouldn't give him very many points for that for recruiting then for penn
3: state i didn't give him any i mean in my mind i i didn't
2: okay uh and Bergie Bur- never all-american singletary romero smith is yeah, so you guys got transfers i guess mean, t campbell and dayton racer
4: I, I said that Willie used to list them. I'm not sure how much they actually factored into the rankings. Like, did this school get bumped up because they had, you know, these two transfers? Looking at them, it doesn't really look like it. Um, I think it's just kind of like information there for you.
2: Got it. You know who should get bumped up here? Number seven, Virginia Tech, Makai Lewis, Hunter Boland. Yes,
3: I, I was. I that, actually, when I put point. these in the doc, I did look at that. That's They should go up big time job hokies yeah Bolin was definitely uh on, you know 50 number 50 on the big board is not insignificant but what he's been is uh been pretty
2: freaking awesome yeah mm-hmm. I mean, he's gonna probably, likely be four-time all-american right no he definitely didn't place his because he went as a he went as a true, he first, went as a true freshman, freshman year. yeah oh got it got it, got it. um Number number 12, Arizona State. And obviously, North Fleet, they got production out, but then Brandon Courtney, they're likely going to get uh, a bunch of high finishes out of.
3: It looks Huge that way. He's got two years yeah. to go, and he looked great all last year. Very solid.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I can be done. There's not much out of there uh-huh. the rest of these 2017s. Austin DeSanto Drexel. Give them a whole bunch of points. Ouch. What about Missouri?
4: You're awfully quiet about oh, number 16, yeah. Missouri.
1: Ooh, <laughs> no one said
3: anything, anything about Al- that. Alan Hart.
2: <laughs> Alan Hart, yeah. <laughs> Just hang the hat on Alan <laughs> Hart. say yeah. Alan Hart. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, Rashka's panned out in terms of stump grinding for you.
2: He's going to be, out. well, yeah, he was out for two years of back surgery, so broken back is not, not ideal. That is suboptimal. Um, uh, Jared Campbell, I don't even think he made it a year. I, I, if I recall. yeah, he was something. My
3: last memory of him was him cutting promos against Gable Steveson and saying that Gable Steveson was ducking him at tournaments.
4: Really? Oh, I don't dude! That. Well, he used he to would, try to make the so he would <laughs> so he would go to like junior duels, and Gable's like on the world team, <clears throat> like at the OTC training, and he's like, "Why aren't you here, Gable?" why aren't you here he's like cutting these promos in the parking lot of like the convention center in tulsa that's so awesome I <laughs> like love it. why are you why aren't <sighs> you here and then he did another one at fargo when like gable was like on his way to junior worlds and then he didn't even win fargo it was he was at missouri for like a week and then i think yeah he it up was at not long uh, notre dame college
2: yes yeah okay. i don't think he lasted very long at all well that's that man it's 2017 this whole 2017 class just doesn't seem like I mean it seems like there's only a handful of good guys as I look through it because you know 2017 uh, I want to say that they're getting towards the end of their career um man it doesn't feel like anyone got tons of production out of here like I was I state number 14 Gomez Coleman leisure like and not much out of that um Purdue, Phileas, Lyon, Falbo at 13, none of those guys had great careers. Yeah.
4: Princeton at 17, he got a lot of, a lot of out of Brucky and Siphonic still got like two years left. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Hmm. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. Do, we have quite a few questions that I think could actually take us uh, to the end, but we also have, uh, so, Chuck Barbie was on the Bader Show with Kyle Klingman uh, yesterday, and he they talked about rules. Chuck, Chuck Barbie's on the NCA rules committee. Um, I think he's like maybe the head or the chairman. He's like
4: rules interpreter. Too. He's big time. Like, yeah,
3: big time rule NCA rules guy. So they Kyle asked him about various rules and rule changes and particularly our favorite topic of discussion, the step out. So why don't we hear from um, Chuck, and then we can discuss
0: about over tweaking uh, things too much.
3: Is a step out rule
4: worth a point, a viable option?
0: Well, I, I would say anything's a viable option. If, um, the rules committee looked at all sides of the issue and determined so i don't set the rules i'm on the rules committee i don't vote and so i can give you my uh, perspective as a wrestling fan here as a wrestling fan i think that no the push out is trades one level of subjectivity for another and so uh the, the push out can and will and it has been proven to encourage pushing, if you look at freestyle wrestling, which is not what we want, uh, what we have in NCAA wrestling now um, penalizes pushing out, right? and so we have a rule set in which it used to be, Kyle, if you remember again back to ten, eleven, or something, you could go out of bounds with impunity. That referee didn't have to do one thing. Now, they might call stalling, they might not. Who knows? Now the wrestlers know, good, bad, or indifferent, if they go out of bounds in the neutral position, there will be a call made. And so, you are gonna have to be the decider in what call is made, all right? So if you force an unnecessary restart in the neutral position, you will get called for stalling. Do we apply that 100% objectively and perfectly? No, it's impossible to do that. Um, but the wrestlers know. Yeah. Both so I, I just um... oh I'm
2: so mad I'm making notes over here because I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna f and flip out piles flip out that dude. was flip that out. was shen- that was shenanigans Chuck Barbie <laughs> what what are you watching what are you watching okay here here are the notes that I took here let me so hear for, them. I missed the first one because I pulled out my notepad and I'm like okay there's just too much crap in here I need to write it down the first one was equal levels of subjectivity. No, no, there's no, there's not. In freestyle, if somebody steps out, it's a point. I, there are some rules in freestyle I don't like, but there is no ju- subject to There is no subjectivity to a step out unless you want to count the grounding rule. And I, you you guys know, I want to do away, do away with the grounding rule.
3: And the grounding okay? rule is not an issue of interpretation. Everyone knows when someone's grounded, by, by and large. We had the mm, Gilman debacle. Yeah. But when someone drops down, it's like, you know, if you shove them out, it's not going to be one. Okay
2: so but I, I would do away with that also so i would do away with all subjectivity if we're in the neutral position and and there is a push out it is in fact a point mm-hmm. um so that that was shenanigans chuck barbie that's that's a lie um we have rules penalizing pushing in in folk style wrestling yeah I, I don't think that's the case i think you just made that one up i mean i know they say if you push them out it's supposed to be a penalty but eh, that doesn't usually get called ever no um We know if there, there will be a call made if someone goes out of bounds. Also completely untrue. I think that probably happened about 20% of the time. Someone went out this year. There was more of this, this gimmick, the, like there was action than, than, than anything else by a, by a very long shot. And the last one is if you force an unnecessary restart again, this is highly subject subjective because who forces an unnecessary restart. And again, this call action was made more than anything by a by a very very long shot so if you're going to push reasoning as to why we shouldn't have a push out and if you guys remember i have been anti-push out for a very long time but i'm also yeah. anti this bullshit they got in in nca collegiate wrestling it's, ridic- it's ridiculous it, it, it's so annoying but if you want to justify it get some good justification because that was not good justification
3: yeah, I, I think it ignores the um, a couple of the main things, which is, one, wrestlers, coaches, and fans have no idea what is going to be yes. when they go on the edge. That is just a fact. We've got the best coaches in America saying, it's a joke right now. I don't know how they're going to call it because it's the application is so inconsistent. Yes. Two, he does make it sound like no matter what, when someone goes out, there is a call. Which he could technically say that's true, but if you call action, that's just like saying,
2: that's a no call. It's like
3: saying, not, that is a no call. That's just calling it out of bounds and going back to center. Yeah. And also, it's not necessarily action. And also something that is called action on another mat or in, even in the same match will be called stalling later on. So I just I just disagree that it is um, anything but subjective and totally inconsistently called and every year is a master uh it, it just further demonstrates how inconsistently it is called there's been no improvement from its implementation day one season one to right now and i think you can it's kind of and i appreciate him coming on and giving his so, perspective but i think you can understand it if these are
2: the decision makers christian tell me tell me tell me how the freestyle push out rule barring the grounding rule, which we, we hate, how is it subject? How could that even be defined as subjective? It's not. And, and it's not, And, and right? Look at,
3: I mean, just look at how matches are at the highest levels. Look at the world championships. Look at the Olympics. It's not turned into some subjective thing. Everyone knows what's going to get a point for a step out in, in freestyle yeah. wrestling. And it's not, it's so rarely, uh, that a hand fight just drive someone out of bounds. I mean, that is such a rarity, rarity at the level because the, the guys can circle. They're so good at pivoting on the edge. And yes. um, I mean,
2: Jordan Because Burroughs, it matters because it's points and they got really good in that position. I mean, the level of guys edge wrestling uh, uh, over the past 10 years has gotten so freaking good. It, I mean, watching some of these guys on the edge, it, it it's amazing. It's like, holy crap. I could have never predicted that th- this is where it was going to end up because these guys are crazy good.
3: And we would see that it would help us so much folk style, freestyle to trans- transition. Yes. They started working on the pivoting, but now there's no need to pivot. You could just back out of bounds. They're not going to stop it. They're not gonna say anything about it. The <clears throat>
4: frustrating part for me there with what Chuck was saying, and it's, not just, it's not just Chuck, it's everyone who's against yeah. the push out, yeah. is him saying that in, in freestyle it's proven that it just turns into a pushing contest not true and that that just tells me you don't watch freestyle like that doesn't happen the the best wrestlers in the world aren't great because they're good at pushing people out of bounds
3: I mean it doesn't even happen at Fargo you don't even see it at the no. high school level you don't see it at the junior world level you don't see it at the senior level it does it does not turn it into pushing pushing I mean you could you could say I mean no it just doesn't it's just it's just a fact
2: yes yeah i mean i again i've been against the the push out rule for a a long time um and i i would if if i had a different choice but right now i'm I'm choosing between current status Mm -hmm. of stalling on the edge and push out rule push out rule is clearly a better option if we're we're forever those are two options push out is very clearly a, a much better option um and then i guess the other thing i would say about the I would call them mand- mandatory stalling sentences in folks folks style wrestling. Is it it almost eliminates all the real stalling. So someone can just stall, but if they're not dropping down to a leg, getting pushed out, these other things, then they're not getting called for stalling. And that like I hate I hate that part of it too. It's really annoying.
3: Yeah, there's the the real stalling is is rarely called, and if it's not. Outlined, you have to count to something or something that's super like specified. Yes. They're ignoring the regular stalling. Um, man, I feel like if I was an official, I would be so, ex- I would be pushing so hard for, uh, a step out. Yeah, that would just for make sure. your life so much easier because they they're not on the same page at all.
2: So I don't. It, know. it does it, and and that in a sense would make um would make the need to call stalling a a lot less because if a guy's getting pushed out because they're backing up they're they're getting penalized for it you don't need to call stalling because they're already getting points the other guy's getting points you know they're getting rewarded for that so um it it also takes that out of the picture whereas now um the the ref knows here's what i think happens in lots of cases the ref knows the guy backing out should be getting called for stalling but because it's happening so frequently, they they'll end the match, right? If they called every time the guy went out of bounds, the the match would be over because it's a DQ after what four, three stallings. The fourth one I think is a DQ, mm-hmm. and the ref the referees don't want to have that much input into the match. They don't want to call stalling, so they, you know, they kind of slow play it. They know, oh shit, I got seven minutes. This guy's already been pushed out three times in the first minute. Like this is, I mean, this is gonna be over, right? And then sometimes in like a Say a Colton Schultz case. I think he DQ'd someone, and I think maybe Cassiope did DeSanto also.
3: DeSanto used like, to um, DQ guys.
2: Yeah, it's but it's very it's very rare, and it's because the other guy goes out of bounds like 40, 47 freaking times. Um, so, needs, so the, go ahead. You know what needs to happen? We need to get the
3: Austin DeSantos and and those the the savage wrestlers to become refs
2: <laughs> and infiltrate
3: ah. the officiating ranks.
2: Well but hold on what's funny christian is if you watch austin and santa wrestle freestyle all of a sudden it's flipped because i don't think he pushed anyone out 10 times right we watched him wrestle freestyle at what was it u23s or something like he actually didn't get that many pushouts people were able to stay on the mat because i think because they knew if they didn't they would get a point against them
3: yeah yeah that's a good point as well so um it's not easy yeah. to explain the ncaa rules and um, Glad Chuck was able to come on and discuss. I just, I just can't agree. Uh, yeah, strongly, his, strong his perspective. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to questions from friends. Cause there's some, there's some good ones here. I, I want to get to that. We didn't get to yesterday. The first one being from Daniel wrestler at, wow. This guy is really a kind of a suck up at Ollie is the best.
2: Ah, whoa. How
3: was the decision made to add Ollie to the show? It seems like he just showed up one day and quickly became an FRL legend. Well,
1: that's how it happened. That's, bas- that's that is. Sometimes.
3: That's what happened. I mean, basically, um, the way it happened was I asked him and he said yes. And I asked him because he's just hilarious in the office. I was like, he should just be on FRL and sit back and make jokes and crack uh, crack mm-hmm. wise. And um, he has done just that. This is just what he's like. And actually, he's even funnier out there when he gets more. Uh, get some more opportunities but uh
1: and i'm not censored and he's not censored but i will say yeah i think
3: it was more of a I don't think it's a censorship issue no no no, You're no, guys not should, no. you guys should you guys should spike his topo person.
2: chico and see what happens he
1: Shugget?
3: doesn't he doesn't need <laughs> uh performance enhancers
2: no
1: but i will say i think what the main thing was is i started coming in a lot earlier yeah and i was always here before you guys would come in and then you were like hey why don't you why don't you come in and then and then it worked and it, we struck gold what
3: do you mean you were here before we come in
1: no, 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 I meant like here before you would come into the studio. Oh, so like I yeah, would see yeah. you guys out in the office. I would just sit down gotcha. and do my work. And you were like, hey, come on in. Gotcha. So that, that's pretty much how.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much how. Ollie's just a really funny guy. And you know it's funny? Because I didn't know Ollie was funny for a really long time. He like really? played it. Yes, this well, dude played it so straight. Every time he interviewed, he's nerd. just like, old, I mean, he's, he's a great interview. Um, and he was, you know, when we were talking, when he freelanced for us, he was super like professional and like very, but like never a joke or even an inclination that he was a hilarious person. And then he got here full time. I still didn't know he was funny. And then it took a little while. And then I was like, wait, this guy is like one of the funniest people I know.
1: You know what happened, uh, Ben? Is, um, CP just ignored uh, me and didn't let I knew me talk you were gonna s- trip. So he would just like, I would be gearing up for a <laughs> joke and he'd be like, shh, new guy. Shh, 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 shh and then cut me off and then not let me speak. And I was like, wait, I had something really funny to say. Never mind, I'll say it next time. So, and then he started letting me speak once I like earned my spot here and I was here for a while. So, shout out to CP for letting me speak. <laughs> I All right, now I'm regretting asking that question. That's a total lie.
3: One thing total Ollie lie. does do though, total lie. as he did this morning when he got here, he will totally straight up lie. He will just lie. Well, uh... I call it
1: acting or performing. Because, I mean, everybody knows it's a lie. Yeah. You know? But he (laughs) will say
3: it in a way that you're like, wait, does he think he's telling the truth? Like, Mm -hmm. he he doesn't even lead on that he's... uh,
1: And sometimes people will believe me and I feel bad, so I admit it, and then I I don't let them keep thinking it. So, (laughs) Uh, it's performing. All right, so I'm about
3: to blow everyone's minds here real quick. Uh Uh-oh. I have a theory. Because, you know, we have and you know it's probably our fault but we have uh asked many questions from someone who goes by at actual cannibal so this is a Mm. person that actually eats humans okay that's concerning but they ask valid questions how can we possibly ignore them but i'm a little worried that we now know the identity of the actual cannibal if you scroll to Uh the bottom of the dock Uh uh-oh on may 19th actual cannibal asked if you were forced to have a fight to death with one famous man from history, if you're choosing, comma, who would you choose? Question Oh mark. no, he forgot to switch.
1: Wait, they, no, I've seen this happen before too with the real Avery Lynch. The real Avery
3: Lynch? The real Avery Lynch is the yep. exact question. So I think the
1: real Avery Lynch
3: may be the what? real actual cannibal.
1: But the thing is, I, I don't know if I'm mistaken here. But I feel like when in my search, uh, lookings through some of the questions sometimes, I've seen Avery Lynch come up as somebody else, then Avery Lynch and actual Cannibal. So we could be doing with a multiple burner here.
3: Wow. Could you, Ollie, can you, or Ollie, um, Tyler, could you screenshot those two, the actual camera, they're at the very bottom of the dock. I think people need to see the visual evidence of a of a possible but the he, thing is I actually oh, really like the question.
2: Boston. So I want to answer the question so who are you gonna cannibal? fight to the death, Christian? Cause listen, you gotta kinda pick someone easy because if you if you pick someone <laughs> hard you're, you're, you're gonna die. You're gonna yeah, die. Yeah,
3: I don't wanna die. Well I think I do think I think the choice is easy and I want to go who? first so that I can pick it I wanna, I wanna fight Adolf Hitler to the death. I don't want to kill him. Oh this there dude we go. Is, First of all late in the game he was on uppers and downers. He was physically a mess um, I could, I could destroy Adolf Hitler. Um, and that's kind of like, man, of the, go. of the short Save list the of people World's that should have been, uh, got, man, that's, that's a number one. It's like, so you know, you're
2: fighting him in a time machine in like what year? 1927 or something. I guess I
3: got to get him early. Huh? You got to get him early. I got to get him
2: early. He's going to be younger yeah. and less and on better drugs. fighter. Yeah. I, that's, Ooh, I'm uh, not worried about it. Okay, I'm Just worry. let you okay. know. I know the. Rich. I'm going second. I want him in 1928 because if Christian doesn't get the job done, I sure as <laughs> shit <sure> will. What? <laughs>
3: it. Uh, yeah. What's the oldest version of, to take the Gable question? What's the oldest version of Hitler? Listen, I think I could. I think at any point in time in in uh, in my prime, I could uh, I could have taken out Adolf Hitler. Um, you know, not to brag, but I think I could have.
1: I choose Derek Jeter.
3: Oh, my gosh. You're going to fight Jeter he to might, death? You want Jeter to death? Ass. I
1: hate Jeter. He might whoop you. I don't, I'll don't. take the chance to die. Are you going <laughs> to hand fight him? I'm going to hand fight uh... him until he doesn't know what's hit him. And then I'm going to triangle choke him. Okay. Wow. Whoa. From so, the mount.
3: So far, so far, Ali's uh, got the... Uh, I, I'm, I'm anxious for Kyle's. Kyle, who, who's... Well, Hiller was the one I thought of last night.
4: Yeah. I guess that was super obvious.
1: I don't want to go with one of
2: it's those. It's a little cliche. Well, I'm, gonna go yeah, Hitler, like, a little I'm gonna go Hitler. Stalin, Mao. I'm gonna go Hitler, Stalin, and then Mao. I'll just I'll I'll Mao them all down, and then we can you know save a hundred million people. Did you B- mean to B- go B- Mao them
1: all down and just said Mao? Mao you- I said <laughs> Mao <laughs> Damn it. Oh, Big stool Mao cat.
3: Yeah. Um. Good. It's good. Yeah. I'm not even gonna say, say it. Um. Also,
1: wait. Who are you gonna say?
3: You know who we could use? It? He's a little tall, but wait, it would have helped us out. Bin
2: Laden. Oh yeah. Oh mm. get it, Brad, you take him out. He's Come like on, six I he's like I six six.
3: I'd I'd get his, his legs so easy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's six six. He's very he's like Stop. six five, six, six.
0: He's just, huge.
3: That just means I can
0: get to his legs easy.
2: Yeah,
1: but you better hope
2: he doesn't have a far ankle. <clears throat> yeah, because if you gassed out fighting uh Drake Ayala at 120 pounds, oh boom, my man. gosh, that was Osama might have something for you. He that was six five, out of shape. Kyle, we were on a road trip.
1: Are you in so? Shape if you Kyle gotta Matt? fight
2: Osama bin Laden, you're getting in shape to give him the business.
4: Yeah, heck yeah, for America.
2: <laughs> yeah, for, you gotta do it for if I'm America. I'm doing it for
3: God and country. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, we. Gotta I think we kind of sound like Team America right now. Team America. Yeah, F- well, uh,
3: I don't. I don't yeah, listen, you're saving a lot of. Uh, you're saving a lot of lives if you kill uh, Adolf Hitler and many of them not American. And if you are not just going Mal. Team
4: America. Um, I might make sure Brian Gunekunz can never be the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> wow.
1: I was trying to think of something like that for the Mets, and I just, oh, I, I hate Jeter, oh so God. that one was that. But oh, yeah, that's a God. good one, too. Oh, yeah. wow. Kyle.
3: Okay. Um. Next, next question. That was a good
1: question. That was a great question. Did we
3: ever show the thing? Did we ever show the tweets? Yeah, there Here we, we are. are. Look at this. If you're watching on the video, you can now see. Wait, so
1: but who's really who cuz it's the real Avery Lynch an actual cannibal so
2: that's that's a really good hint that it is the same person Avery it's Lynch definitely, is definitely it's obviously the same person They're the exact same they copy and paste it no they just thought alike. Avery Lynch is an actual cannibal i think
1: Avery Lynch is probably fake too though
2: <sighs> yeah i think so cuz if I
1: you mean, have to say you're the real
3: although our <laughs> our previous president was that real Donald Trump so uh, that was his
1: twitter handle so
3: But he doesn't have that. Well, the
1: thing is this, guys. Avery Lynch is a musical artist. If you Google Avery Lynch. Oh. Uh -oh. It's a, she sings songs such as Holding My Own Hand, Out of Love With You, All I Need. She doesn't capitalize any, oh no, Out of Love is capitalized. But it was bothering me how her songs aren't capitalized. Mm.
3: Okay. At Ben Askren, what is your beverage of choice when going to the bar with the homies? I don't
2: drink. Have water. you ever been?
1: Well, that's. I think that, that was. was I saw, point. Yeah, he wants to know what you drink, and I also want to know: Have you he, ever been to the bar with the homies? Of course. <laughs> I'm just yeah.
2: saying. It so listen, I was the all time.
1: DD water,
3: just water. Not even a sarsaparilla.
2: <laughs> maybe a Red Bull. Uh, very. I mean, maybe a couple Red Bulls. Not, but but if you're saying, well, what am I more likely to have? It's just just water. Nice water. And simple. Yeah, I was I was the all time DD at Missouri. I mean, I was out there for a good time. The, the, these guys didn't like me sometimes though, because I got the receipts in the morning. I, you know, I'm not I'm not drinking, so I remember everything <laughs> that happened. Oh, you're and one I, of those can, guys. I can I can remind them. Hey, you know what happened last night, and they're like, I don't want to remember. And I'm like, Well, guess what? I remembered. I can tell you exactly what happened last night. Mm. And they didn't they didn't want. Dylan to would on. do the same for us. he did Chevy's the exact normal. same thing. Oh, really?
1: Dylan never yeah, drinking.
2: He would always, like, be the DD.
1: I mean, I don't know if he has his license yet, but he would always get us (laughs) home safely. And, uh, yeah, he would. But the thing is, he was doing just as ridiculous stuff as us, and he wasn't even drunk, so I don't know what's worse.
2: Well, you got to fit in, because if you act like a square over there in the corner, then it's not going to work. So you got to act, you know, like your, your, your guys you're hanging out with, they know you don't drink, and they're obviously cool with that, and they like that you're their DD, and you know what, well, you could probably keep them out of trouble or whatever else you need to do. But everyone else around, like, it, you know, you're gonna act kind of suspicious if you're not act- if you're not fitting in. So you you gotta fit in a little bit.
1: Hey, you know what? You're sounding like you got some good experience at this. We just decided for my birthday we're going out to the club in Austin, getting bottle service. CPs what coming. What club? First uh, of all, what then, <laughs> a club?
2: I'm coming for bottle service. Let's go. So Ben's in
1: there. Yeah, Ben's in there. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. Every all the listeners are invited too.
3: Real talk. Real talk. Are what are there? are there clubs in austin there has to be so you
1: not know know. Clubs in i don't, austin. don't know there has to be someone that offers be. bottle service in this yeah. city there has to be i i there don't disagree somewhere
3: there. on sixth street does i'm sure
1: oh ho, ho, we're going to dirty six ben oh my gosh yeah. dude lame.
3: dirty six never been dirtier i hope it's a little better last time no it's a little there.
1: better see what happens is when there's less partiers out there and i just noticed this because my mom was like hey i want to actually like i just want to kind of take in the sights you know so we just did a little walk on it and it's a little bit better when there's the partiers are present because the sketchiness gets watered down. Yeah, they
3: kind of moves a bit. Yeah,
1: and it gets diluted. But if you go there during the day or like when during Corona when it was like completely empty, it's only sketchy stuff going on. Yeah. So you gotta be careful. <laughs> there's like a thirty
3: eight percent chance you get peed on or something. Yeah, It's, uh-huh. it's not A lot great. Of pee. There's mad <laughs> pee on yeah. Sixth Street. Yeah, not good. Be- yeah, but yeah, kind of lit. I'm not gonna get political there. Um. Well, don't get political. No, I didn't. I just. Well, I thought they just
2: ban- didn't. They just ban tents, though. Yes. In Austin, didn't that yes. happen? Okay. The
3: people have spoken. Democracy.
2: Let's okay. make it political.
3: I that's that's not political. I didn't take a side. I just said the people have
2: spoken. We're talking politics, no politics. No, so, <laughs> there was a vote. One people, one side I voted more no than politics, the other I just said no politics, and now you're
1: talking about
3: votes.
2: Well, <laughs> we're democracy. We're talking about democracy here.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we got maybe time for one more question. Even though it's 9:45. I want
1: 945. you to ask the Southeast Wrestling one. one. Uh, you ask it, okay, for C piles only. In your opinion, what is holding VHSL wrestling back?
3: Um, uh, well, Virginia what high was school VHSL,
1: Virginia high school uh, league. Um, I don't that know. wrestling we saw in the semifinal.
3: Listen, <laughs> well, one, I'm not naming names. That that wouldn't happen if there if weren't the, seventeen if classes. If there weren't seventeen classes, so
1: that's what you.
3: i I've never. I'll be honest.
1: That needs to stop. Real
3: talk, I've. Buffalo Gap was single A. I never saw a semifinal that resembled that one that we watched, Ollie. I don't so like you go from six down to three round. is the first thing, and that should be like a regionals match. Now I'm not saying I didn't see some stuff. There's <laughs> an, I saw some things that you don't see much at the NC two A tournament, but um, I, I think you got to get down to a couple classes. And if you know, for it's all about coaching, right? If you have the right coaching and good organization. Um, you know, that's, that's what's going to bring about the kids. It's not, Kids aren't just going to spontaneously wrestle and be good at wrestling. You've got to have leadership and adults that are that know how to do it. But uh, that would be one, a couple of the things. That would be a longer. I thought you were going to ask the other Southeast wrestling uh, question. Which one? <laughs> how many physical contests can CP beat Stephen Kyle Bracky in?
1: Oh, I don't want to know the answer. You guys get contentious. I don't like that.
3: It's not that contentious. We had
1: a foot race that was pretty close
3: in uh, 2017 at Big Twelves. <laughs> uh, other than wrestling each other one time, uh, that was I think that's the almost the extent. Oh, I guess we did. Uh, we played ping pong and spike ball.
1: Fun fact about me: I am 0 and sixty-three in foot what? races. What? You're won not a fast. Foot race. Not even close to fast.
3: What? What about like there were heavy's in on the on the team? We you couldn't beat them.
1: Hunter College, we went for a team run in uh, Central Park and I got lost and separated from them and was running around Central Park very slowly for like hours looking for them. And then just (laughs) kind of gave up and I went back to the school and I checked, like you have to like check in with the front desk no matter who you're kind of going in. Uh So they would have saw the wrestling team going in. So I was like, did the wrestling team come back? And they're like, oh, no, not yet. And I'm like, dang it. Went back out and tried to find him and then finally I found him. Oh, my god! It was, it, was, it was horrible. And then for the rest of the time, one of the really bad kids on the team was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm, not, I'm making sure you're not getting lost again. We're going to stick together. And I was like, you just want to take a rest.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, it is what it is. You, you, uh, you spotted that one. I got lost, though. Well, hey, um, it's 948. We thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. Tuesday. No doubt about it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy this uh, lovely weather. I hope you're having lovely weather wherever you are. We got oh, we got great stuff coming up from Pan Am Camp. Jordan Burroughs interview, Jordan Oliver interview, among others. Check that out. It's on the site as we speak. Talk to you guys later. I won't talk to you. I'll talk at you. But hopefully you'll enjoy it. Thanks, boys. See ya. Peace. Peace.